0: The mules are in the corral. Welcome to Mule Talk, and I'm Cindy K. Roberts, your host. But first, a message from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Cindy K. Roberts. My mule, Cobble, had trust issues from previous training long ago. Sometimes it would give a little Western out there. So recently, I sent Cobble to Dave Recker, the mule enthusiast. Within one day, Dave had her laying down. I was amazed. Dave has worked with many mules over the years, and he certainly can read a mule. Dave's method is humane and is based on total trust between the handler and the mule. Your mule can easily develop into a more confident and calmer animal simply by asking your mule to lie down. Dave's DVD, Teaching Your Mule to Lie Down, is available through his website, muleenthusiast.com. Give your mule a better life. I did. On this week's episode of Mule Talk, I have a lady donkey trainer. She's also a therapeutic riding instructor an author and the director of Hee Haw Halfway House Donkey Rescue. This lady has quite a resume and her name is Rachel Ann. Rachel, welcome to Mule Talk. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you bet. You know, my friend Sandy suggested that I needed to get in touch with you. And when I was looking at your your Facebook page, I was really getting excited. So you have done some amazing things. Um, How long have you been working with donkeys? I've
1: been working with donkeys for about the last 10 or 11 years, pretty consistently. I started out working with horses and moved to mules and then met my first donkey when I lived down in southwestern Colorado that I went ahead and took on, and it was so easy to train. I thought, this is what I should be doing. So now that's what I do.
0: Now that that is really amazing, and I'm so proud of you because you are actually, you know, doing, you're making a difference in the equine world. So tell me, you, you wrote a book. Tell me about that. Yeah, so it was a book
1: that I just wrote and debuted last week, so it's actually been a week since I launched the book, is called Starting the Saddle Donkey. It's a training manual. And I am pretty excited about it. It's been selling very well. And that just tells me that there is definitely a need in this industry and in the donkey world for good educational materials that really break things down for humans in a way that can work for the donkeys. So my book really aims to put tools in the basket of all of the people who work with their donkeys. And my hope with the book is mostly to just get people to a point where they're understanding a little bit where their donkey's coming from, understanding the idea of, of how to apply pressure and release in training and how to take these skills and have a practical application for them. It's written as a manual and it's written in a way that is e- easily digestible and understandable. And it's gone out to beta readers before I ever went ahead and, and published it. And my main concern was you know, for people to be really able to read this and apply it so that's my hope with this book it's the first edition so when people buy it and come back to me with suggestions or um, any sort of constructive criticism I'm totally open to that because I'd really like to improve upon it and, and create other editions as well.
0: Um, that is fascinating so is your book posted on Facebook by chance? Yeah, so it's, I
1: don't have a Facebook page for it yet. I'm thinking about going ahead and creating one. Um, it can be bought through either Venmo or PayPal. Um, and I have on my personal Facebook page quite a bit of information about it. But uh, the hope will be that I, I create its own page so that people can go and see it Um Anyone who visits my Foghorn Farm donkey training page on Facebook can find it, as well as the Heehaw Halfway House Triple H Donkey Rescue. Um, Everything is posted on there as well. So there's really good, easy-to-read graphics on how to order it, and anyone who has any questions about it can feel free to message me or or email me. Um, I'm very open to, to chatting with people about it and how to get it to them um, the cool thing is that it's, it's actually getting sent out to as far as Australia and Canada right now and uh, there might be an addition going to Mexico so it's pretty neat it's getting sent all over the place um, I have people in Belgium who are interested and it's just a matter of figuring out the shipping but I'm totally willing to work with people and try to make that work for them uh, through the postal service so I'm trying to really get this out there and, and into the world
0: Oh, that is spectacular. We, Oh, my goodness. And so many people that are in the corporate world, you know, um, they don't have the same opportunity or the, the length of time like you and I have to go out and be with our animals so much. So your book is going to be very helpful. But I see here that you started this uh, rescue and you call it the Hee Haw Halfway House. Now, how did you come up with that name? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, it's, it's a cute one. Um, actually, I can't take the credit. My friend Tori TV, who also has worked in the rescue field for quite a number of years, uh, actually has said that at some point she wanted to open up a halfway house for long years, is what she wanted to call it. Ah. And when I decided to open up my own rescue... And I've been rescuing on and off for 10, 15 years at this point, privately giving animals away. And and I got to this point where I, I said, you know, if I'm going to be doing this, you know, I, I obviously can't help myself. <laughs> so I care a little too much. So I, I thought, okay, let's, let's, my hope is that the, the rescue can support itself so that I'm not having to put my own personal funds into it. So I chatted with my friend Tori about it. And I said, do you want to be on my board? And she said, yes. And, I was really excited about that, and she told me about her idea, and I said, well, if you're never going to do it, can I take that name? And she said, sure. So I said, okay, then it's going to become the Keehaw Halfway House. And um, I, I just love the name. I'm hoping eventually, once I get my logo, it's very new, so once I get my logo down pat and everything that I can start Uh, Also selling some merchandise to help support the rescue because it's a cute name and can have a cute little logo. Oh, sure. um, I know I'm really into donkey gear.
0: Anything that has donkeys on it, I want. Oh, you bet. um, uh, So that's, that's in the future. Hopefully by next. I'm visualizing that the donkeys in the halfway house, I guess they're technically on probation, right? (laughs) they (laughs) got a little bit yeah (laughs) so one of the reasons I thought of I I was thinking of that is
1: that I specialize in behavior cases so I love working with mammoths uh those are probably my favorite donkeys to work with just because I love the riding portion of course that's why my first book was on starting saddle donkeys as opposed to some of the other books that I, I actually am currently writing at the moment to follow this one um and, and I can get to those in a minute, but um, the the donkeys that I tend to get, and, and some of them just had a bad situation and really need a place, and I find them homes very quickly, but the ones that have stayed with me for a while came to me because they had some sort of problem. So they, they had a behavior that was unmanageable or behaviors, and they also had, you know potentially issues with things like picking up feet or being caught, things that are really important for, you know, taking care of the animal. Oh, sure. If you can't get them caught or pick up your feet, you're, you're not going to be able to, you know, take care of them. You're not going to be able to get them vet care. There's there's problems going on with them. So so I'm getting animals in that have been labeled kickers or biters, or right now I have a bolter. Um, and so there's, you know, a lot of them are, are, jacks that have been jacked for a long time and recently gilded so they might have jack behavior that needs some different handling and so that's that's what I, I i was sort of seeing that as well is that you know these guys have this label and and maybe kind of a rough past and and maybe i can get them on their feet and out the door and then to a constructive role in society basically so oh, that's, that's my wow. specialty.
0: So- after you adopt out, or you make sure, you, I'm, I'm assuming you check out your clients, like I don't know, background check or kind of research and make sure that they have adequate provisions for the animal, right? You want to home them, yeah, mm-hmm. and then maybe ask for a recommendation from their veterinarian or a ferry or whatever. And mm-hmm. then after you adopt them out, are you going to keep track of that animal? Or are you going to? Yeah, so what I hope from the people who adopt is that I can
1: get updates and so far with the donkeys I have adopted out through the rescue I've been in touch with everybody Um, I stay in close touch anyway just because some of them are behavior cases that if these people need any support in terms of how I've trained them and how to handle them and what they know that I would hope that they would come to me and be able to ask questions and get that support uh, the ones that are adopted out close by, of course, I can actually go see, which is really neat. Um, in fact, one of them that I just adopted out last this last month, I believe, uh, his his new owner, uh, the horse that he's living with, came through the Right Horse Initiative program through CSU, and, and a good friend and co-worker of mine actually trained that horse, through a rescue program as well. So it was really neat. We had no idea that both of our animals had gone to the same wonderful person. And we're now living together. It was very cool to find that out. So it's a small world out here in, in the equestrian community, and especially in the donkey and mule still on their community in Colorado. And a lot of us know each other. It's just a neat connection. I feel like people are pretty supportive of one another and, and getting the animals to the right place. Um and I've already collaborated with several different other rescues as well, both private and 501c3, in order to find animals homes, uh, which has been really fantastic. I just love that collaboration and group effort because I think a lot of times in, in the equestrian community there can be so much backstabbing and uh, nastiness. And and what I really love about the long year community is is oftentimes that that's not the case, and that you can really find people that are, are good-natured and, and they're here for the animals. And, you know, I, I feel like that that can be kind of rare. So it's been very neat being a part of that community and starting to uh, work my way into it and, and learn about the awesome people that are involved. I just think it's, it's amazing you know, what people can do when they get together and try.
0: You nailed so, it. You nailed it right there. Because the donkey and mule people, we're a different breed and I mean, you know, we can laugh at ourselves, and we are so loving and supportive of each other, and I, I like it. I, th- I think it's really cool to be in the in the donkey and mule world. So, what about I'm I'm seeing something here called the Laughing Buck Farm? You now, mm-hmm. what what is that?
1: Yeah, so I work at two different therapeutic or adaptive horseback riding centers, and one of them is. Um, Hearts and Horses, which is a premier past accredited center. It's one of the biggest in the nation and in the world. Right. And that's in Loveland, Colorado. And I run the at-risk youth program there. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And so that's really, really fascinating and fun. I also work with a lot of people with disabilities as well. But my my uh, passion are the kids that nobody else wants to deal with, the behavior kids. Are you seeing a pattern here, right? Right. So I always tell the kids that you can't stubborn me. I deal with donkeys for a living. Um, it, and that's, that's tongue in cheek because they don't actually believe that donkeys are stubborn. But, right, you know, exactly. But it takes the point across to the kids. Right. they They don't know. But anyway, the Lacking Buck Farm is an amazing community. It's um, a farm school as well. So it has both a, a for-profit and a non-profit section. So there's a farm school. There's camps. There's riding lessons. that are regular riding lessons. And then and it's, and it's a working farm. There's, there's equines there, but there's also pigs and goats to milk, and there's chickens and, it's, it's, and rabbits. There's, there's a whole range of animals. And so there's, there's this holistic diversity of animals for the, for the kids to work with and adults. And so the portion that I work the most in is I actually direct the adaptive horseback riding program there. Um, and I should call it the adaptive equine program because one of the donkeys that I own, um, who is a mammoth, Janet, named Lass, she's working in the program. She works at several other therapeutic riding programs throughout my career. She kind of moves with me, right? Oh, and wow. So, um, and so it's just really neat and, and I love riding her and I, and I, I love her so much for a lot of different reasons just because that's I've taken her from green to being a three-bell donkey. She rides, drives, and packs. And she's, she's a phenomenal animal. But the relationship that I love having with her is as being a co-teacher. So I really love having her in my classes to help teach kids. And that's the connection that I love with her. And, and they love her over there. Um, she's, you know, her voice can be heard all over the farm, of course. And she welcomes everyone who comes in very loudly. And uh, she's actually the reason why my training business is called Foghorn Farm, because of the foghorn. She sounds like a foghorn, because she's <laughs> probably the loudest donkey I've ever met. And when I told, <laughs> when I told Rosemary, who, who runs Laughing Buck Farm, you know, that you know, okay, we, we're going to leave her, you know, we're going to keep her in the program and lease her so you can keep with her. And I said, okay, well, you get the foghorn, and she hadn't realized why my farm was called that until last showed up and, and announced herself very loudly last winter. <laughs> and she went, Oh, that is why it's called that. And I said, Yes, yeah, that's that's what it is. So um so I'm just I'm really blessed to have her there and have her in a position where she can help me teach because not only are our students are our students neurodiverse in a lot of ways with different disabilities and abilities and different things that they struggle with or are really into and and capable of. We also have this other equine that's that's not like the horses, that may not respond the same way, that when I give out directions, I might have to give them special directions for her because she's trained just a little bit differently or she thinks a little bit differently about the activity and gives a different challenge to them where they have to think outside the box. And I I find that donkeys in a therapeutic setting are, are so magnificent because of their own neurodiversity and and the fact that they're different than a horse. So I am very much a proponent of having mules and donkeys in adaptive horseback riding or adaptive equine programs for that reason, if the animal is appropriate for that program. Sure, sure, yeah. And, um, I mean, you could probably light a firecracker under her. I would never do that, but you probably could, and she'd stand there. She's, she's She's about as mellow as you can get. But at the same time, she provides a really amazing challenge for these students. And, um, you know, the thing with her is actually the more you let go and the more light you are with your aids and your contact, the better she is. And, you know, it, it's, it's really neat to have to surrender yourself in order for the animal to really listen. Um, and so I, I find that, especially with her, she's really fun to teach with.
0: Oh. So. Uh, you know, the... Um it really takes a special animal, a special donkey, or a special meal to work with people that have disabilities, and especially if, if there's a de- degree of autism that you're working with. Because I mean, the, it, it's very emotional, you know, for mm-hmm. for the client and everything. So this is really amazing that you are so, you you are in this like you're just like up to your head, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're I am very busy. Let's put it that way. Yes, you are, and no doubt you you know Meredith Hodges. I mean, you, you of course. Yeah. I know her personally because she's one of the biggest um,
1: donors out at Hearts and Horses. Yeah, and she actually two of her mules that she trained her there, and so I work with them quite a bit in classes because I love working with them. And um, yeah, she's she's a phenomenal human being. I've been out to her place and. And taking a clinic from her and it's a neat opportunity that I that I have being as close as I am and the connections that I do have with her.
0: And it's so neat.
1: Involved in all of this in terms of the busyness and, and how entrenched I am in the donkey thing. Um, I do have two other books that I'm in the process of writing at the moment.
0: Oh. That I hope
1: to have out, yeah, that I hope to have out by next year. So okay. one of them I have all of the photographs for, and so it's just a matter of writing it. And the other one, I'm um, hopefully going to be getting a donkey into the rescue soon that I can take photographs with in order to illustrate how to do things. And so the um, the thing about the starting the saddle donkey book is that I actually bought a donkey that was untrained and trained him for the book, and so. Every, I, the, the book could only go as fast as I trained him, basically. So everything you see in the book, the donkey wasn't already trained. I was doing it as I was writing the book. And so it, it's, it's very in real time in terms of the, the photographs and the mistakes that were made and that kind of thing. I'm, I'm showing it all. And so that's why it's so important that I actually do it with an animal that actually needs whatever it is that I'm, I'm doing in the book. And so I have two other books in the the process of writing, and the first one, and the next one is going to be on trailer training donkeys, so how to get donkeys in and out of the trailer safely, how to train them to easily step into the trailer, how to trailer them safely, and it'll be a shorter manual. Um, And so I'm I'm pretty excited about that, because that's probably one of the number one things that I'm called out to help with, with donkeys, is trailer training. And then the next one is going to be as soon as I get the donkey for it is going to be on how to gentle a donkey that hasn't been touched or has had bad handling and doesn't want to be caught. Oh, wow. So one that one that does not want anything to do with you, basically. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the other thing that I get called out for quite a bit. Sure. And so and that will cover how to halter, you know, catch and halter, lead, pick up all four feet. Etc. So doing everything, all the groundwork, the beginning stuff from an animal that is just basically not interested in being your buddy. So that's my hope is to get those two done within the next year and have them published.
0: That is so cool. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I like to go after mules or donkeys that are hard to catch. And I know that sounds weird, but... (laughs) but It's a challenge. It's a challenge. And I, I'll pack a sandwich in my hip pocket. And then I'll have a water bottle with me. And I've got my snake boots on. And I'm going out there in the brush. You know, I'm going to bring them in. And I, it may take me a few hours. But I'll stalk them until I get that big pot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of like Dog the Bounty Hunter. It's just that I'm going to bring in my mule, you know. So, uh, But it takes a certain mindset, you know, to do stuff like this. And you are so gifted to be able to share your skills in the equine world. So, um, gosh, I can't thank you enough for doing what, what you do. Okay, well, Rachel, I do appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. And um, do you, by chance, do you have a website? Yeah, so basically the best way to get a hold of me would be either to
1: look me up on Facebook, which I know isn't the easiest at the moment. Um, I'm going to be making a Facebook page for the Starting the Saddle Donkey book. And that will likely be called Starting the Saddle Donkey book, (laughs) would be my guess. Very cool,
0: yes. (laughs) It's a
1: very, very, um, you know, unique name for it. Uh, And so... You know, that'll be one way to get a hold of me once I get that finished, which should be fairly soon. And then if anybody wants to get a hold of me either through the Heehaw Halfway House Facebook page or the Foghorn Farm Donkey Training Facebook page, I answer messages on those freely. Um, and so Facebook is a really good way to get in contact with me. Uh, another way would be emailing me, which would be Foghorn Farm Donkey Training at gmail.com. Which is a uh, mouthful and really hard to explain over to the phone, uh, over the phone to people. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it's just a lot, it's long. But, but any like, of those ways are good ways to contact me about about the book or about training.
0: But you can be found.
1: I can be found. I'm all over the place. You know, I, I people track me down from all over, so oh, I, I that's think it's am findable. <laughs> I'm like I'm like the, the catchable mule I'm not out in the brush somewhere I'm, I'm around so
0: that's wonderful we gotta have you back on again because you're we're just touching the surface of your crazy life you know and uh, but 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 we welcome your crazy life because it takes people like you to make a difference in the donkey and mule world so well, I appreciate that and uh makes me feel good because oftentimes
1: I'm just in the thick of it working Mm -hmm. and kind of have my head down and just getting things done. And it's Mm -hmm. it's nice to come up for air for a second and go, Oh, look, I accomplished something. And then I kind of burrow back down and start working again. So um, so it's it's neat. It's neat to chat with you. I really appreciate that. It gives me another perspective on, on uh, what I'm doing and and feeling good about the work I'm doing in the world.
0: Well, good deal. And I am, I will be the first buyer of your t-shirts of the, of the donkey E-Hall halfway <laughs> house. I, I think that's going to be a oot. <laughs> oh, well, good, good. I'll let you know when all of that becomes
1: available. And I, I, on top of everything, I'm an artist. I do pet portraiture, so I'll be probably creating all of that myself. Um, I used to sell pet portraiture internationally, and I don't do a whole lot of it anymore for for clients, but uh, for my own business stuff, I'm, I'm very into drawing and painting donkeys. So, um, that's something that I'm going to be really looking forward to creating. Thank you so much for having me on. I so appreciate chatting with you. It's super nice to meet you and, and be on the show.
0: We will have you back on, Rachel Ann. The days are getting shorter, and that means cooler temperatures. That's why I added the Rendezvous to my saddle wardrobe. The Rendezvous is a fuzzy butt with leg attachments to keep you warm in the saddle. The Rendezvous is made from merino wool, the fleeces are imported from Australia, and the Rendezvous is American-made. Many colors are available to complete your trail riding look. Remember, you have an image to keep while in the saddle. Make it a rustic and cool look with the Rendezvous attached to your saddle. You and your horse will look awesome, and what a perfect gift item for Christmas. The Rendezvous and Fuzzy Butts are available only at the White Horse Trading Post. They are on Facebook. Call Debbie Dill at 573-378-0153. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or a sponsor, send me an email. Cindy, C-I-N-D-Y, at everycowgirlsdream.com. Gotta go. My mule is looking for me.
1: Talk is an every cowgirl's dream production.